for club and you ain't in it full of psychopaths who believe in eugenics it's an evil club and you ain't in it full of psychopaths who believe in eugenics it's an evil club and you ain't in it all right welcome everybody this is the reality czars podcast and we're your hosts nate and tony and hello we have an awesome guest on jeremiah harding and uh we're excited to have you on man so we've been on we've been uh Twitter buddies for for a while and we've interacted and uh you're a pretty cool guy and I'm excited to have you on dude. Why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Tell people where they can find your work and um I'm an internet asshole who makes people's days worse. So you can find me at Jeremiah EXE on Twitter until they ban me again and insanity is free everywhere else. Also um I have a Discord server so if you're into the the whole like chaos that is that feel free to hit me up at smealm that's s-m-e-a-l-m 1362 and the reason that i have that username is because they banned me for running an anti-pedophile group so Hmm. i'm sort of laying low i remember that all right and you write sometimes for the agorist nexus yes yeah actually i also just got uh got um added to the team for a documentary they're working on. So um, I'll be on two documentaries now, one with Stateless Productions and one with Agorist Nexus. So that'll be interesting. Awesome. All right. You know when those are coming out? Uh, the Stateless Productions one, we're still in the early production stages, um, but we're starting interviews right now. We've been researching for months. I've read uh, five books about police brutality at this point because of the documentary on that. So... Basically, um, go for it. Oh, I was just going to say, no, I'm fascinated. Uh, that's with Pete, right? Is that the, the police? Yeah. yeah, man, that one sounded um, really fascinating. I wanna, I'm want to. i excited to see that. He, he's connecting us with people and uh, and doing the and, – and, and he's a producer, I believe. And also there's uh, the director, Chris Coper, um, and a variety of other people on the writing and research team. Uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting experience, to be sure. Um, we're having our next sort of staff meeting soon and we always, uh, have like have a bunch of ideas to kick around in that regard. Uh, we're going to make this as visually interesting as possible while also being a brutal sledgehammer of information about the history of policing in the U S. So that's why they hired me because I'm good at brutal sledgehammers of information. Fucking so. a. Uh, How far back do you guys go? Do you guys go back to like the slave like kind of stuff or like earlier earlier we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna see how much we can we can just relate all the corrupt history of government to this without getting too fucking weird and bullshitty about it but like uh we're we're, we're we've got a pretty good rubric and right now we're just seeking interviews uh we're gonna try to talk to as many people as possible try to get to the bottom of the racialized aspects of it where uh, racist cops and the racist policing system are severely problematic for uh, minorities disproportionately. Like, there's a lot that we're going to be going into. That's fucking awesome. That's right. really cool. I'm excited and can't wait for that. All right, Jeremiah. So we had some topics. Um, where do you want to jump in? I, I'm I'm easy. <laughs> I mean, wherever wherever y'all want to. Cool. Uh, Tony, you want to talk about Thad? Uh, yeah, let's get into the Thaddeus Russell. Um, issues. So this was a big thing on Twitter, fuck man, I don't know, like three, four weeks ago, would you say? 
yeah, and, around. And, like, he got a million death threats or something. It was a big deal. And I happened Good. to be a Thad Russell <laughs> fan. <laughs> Were you one of them? <laughs> uh, no, um, but I was one of the reasons, probably, because I helped light him up over this stuff. Hmm. Um, I, I, I'm still involved in many anti-pedo groups. Um, and whenever I want to light somebody up on this issue, uh, I, I can go for it. It's super easy for me. I remember I, I was in one of those groups with you back in the day before they like, I think destroyed them or whatever. (laughs) Like we were, we were, um, making violent threats toward groups when we didn't do that, but also we like inciting violence or something like that. I think also my audio just improved. You can let me know. Um, we were inciting violence toward groups, even though we weren't doing that. Um, and even though the majority of what we were doing was just talking to the national center for missing and exploited children, um, they, and, and getting reports filed and also like, um, you know, helping minors realize that they're being groomed and, you know, trying to go after their network, uh, that, that was grooming them, uh, shit like that. A lot of stuff. Helping minors realize that it's not okay what happened to them, uh, if it did. And also, uh, generally trying to take the pedos off social media where there are 13 year olds because they shouldn't be anywhere near, even digitally, 13 year olds. Yeah. I'm such an evil, you know, and, and I've had people, like a lot of people, come at me over that mentality. Who, who call me a, uh, say, said I'm prosecuting thought crime and being a censor and shit like that. Um, but I sincerely hope those people choke on a knife because <laughs> I don't like the idea of pedos being on social media, but that doesn't mean that I think it's a crime for them to be there. It just means that I would rather uh, platforms police themselves in general um, and you know, prevent pedos and pedo apologism. The fact that Twitter has a fucking policy that says you can't promote pedophilia or say that it's acceptable, that they had to add after a bunch of controversy, um, and the fact that Thaddeus Russell isn't banned yet is a fucking severe problem. Like, I'm not saying ban him you know, because of his libertarianism or because of his, you know, edgy history takes. I'm saying that they have a policy that, you know, they don't use, that they just sort of have there. Um, And that if they ever do use, they only use it because the account is small and there won't be backlash because otherwise he'd already be gone, you know? Um, Because the the thing that happened was um, people found out about his history of supporting fucking pedophilia um and like when i was uh it was like december or something maybe january somebody sent me a link to i think it was a bob murphy podcast where he or article something i think they had an argument right when he was on bob murphy's is that what this is about i I don't know if it was an argument that they had but what i do know is that is that uh, bob called him out uh in this article and i meant to read this and find out more and get back to him right um but that didn't end up happening and then it resurfaces not too long later when people are like 
you know, yeah, everybody's okay with calling out weird shit with children, except when it's fucking Thaddeus Russell for some reason. And he's not wrong. So, um, yeah, I fucking actually explored the points made and then looked into his history and who he has a long history of supporting pedos. So, so what were the points that he was trying to make? Okay, so let's try um, to be let's give him a fair sh- shake before we uh, nail in his uh, coffin nails. Well, I mean, I, I already gave him a fair okay. shake uh, on my timeline and also uh, other content that I made about this situation, but I'll, I'll I'll rehash the shake for 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 the purposes of this, and also because that sounds like a stoner metaphor. Okay, um, the general vibe that he wanted to give off was that other countries have lower age of consent which to me is just like these countries have bad laws let's do what these countries do um but whatever uh that you know like adults fucking children is only considered bad because of the cultural norms that we have um and because of the arbitrary age of consent of 18 uh that that the that is federal in the u.s um and so he also then goes on to invite a guy onto his show um to discuss his book defending adult child sex and then they 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 bring up the topic of conversation right after a cbd product ad of course um and they bring up the conversation and both their faces light up at the words adult child sex. And it's fucking incredibly creepy. And then the conversation gets worse than that because uh, he says that there are studies which he does not cite. Lots of studies that say that the only reason kids feel guilty is because they liked it. <laughs> that that's the only actual bad thing about adult child sex in most cases. I'm not making this up. And then recently, it brubbled up again because somebody had the audacity to ask him a very straightforward question about, like, a girl's back on her grades. Uh, she's 13 year old, years old. She's back on her grades, and she uh, agrees to, um, to, to sex uh, in exchange for uh, better grades from her professor who she's mildly attracted to. Uh, is this right or wrong or something like that? And he was, he did nothing but fucking meander and fucking slalom and fucking, uh, other countries, uh, uh, arbitrary, uh, it's, it's fucking, uh, uh, authoritarian imperialism if you're disgusted by it. Uh, uh, everybody but me is wrong and, uh, I'm being dogpiled for no reason and, uh, poor me. So, yeah, fuck Thaddeus Russell. Um, <laughs> the the point isn't to be arbitrary and to just throw 18 at the wall. In fact, I think 18 might be a little too low. Well, that's my, See, that's what that's I was going to say. Well, because my contention <laughs> is that I think 22 is around the age when the prefrontal cortex forms. And that's like the 
primary logic and reasoning center of the brain. I, so maybe, dude, I was pretty sure it was closer to 25 for some people when their brains are fully for, formed. For some yeah. people, yes. But was, I'm saying 22 is like a bare minimum threshold yeah. in that regard. Well, see, that's where so I like, was going to go with this, where I, where I see, I understand what he's saying, because like, frankly, if we look at history from like, let's say 18 fucking 21, 18, 21, when you were fucking 14 years old, you were considered an adult, right? Your ass was like working fucking 20 fucking hours a day, whatever. You maybe had got married. Maybe you were having kids. Maybe you had your own house. And so you also died at 30. Sure. Uh, but just saying. And so these laws were written at a time after like, I guess capitalism kind of improved uh, like living standards, right? People were more comfortable kids didn't necessarily have to be in the field working or in a factory working. And so I don't necessarily know how we chose 18, but that's, that's what we chose. And what I think about that, frankly, too, is I was going to say what you were going to say is like, to me, 18 is almost too young to really consent to sex because God damn, man, when I was 18, I was retarded. I was so stupid. Like, and, and I think about like my, Okay. A friend of mine was like 50 years old and he was dating a 19 year old girl and <laughs> they had a thing. And to me, I was like, how is okay. Just because one year ago, this, you know, like she had just turned 19. So like a year ago, this would have been considered illegal. This would have been awful. This would have been disgusting, but now we're not allowed to say anything, but I'm like, dude, you're a creep. You know, you well, know what I mean? Like, <laughs> That's the way I see it, too. It depends on how old the other person is, because if you're 19, or like you're 17 and someone's 19, that's way less creepy than if someone's 19 and someone's 50. Yeah, I almost think that there should be like a three-year gap of, well, and but then you can also go really low with that, too, because like, because uh, I know, I know, you know, like my son's 14 years old, so he has a bunch of teenage friends. I know one of his friends that was like, he was like 16 and he was dating a 14-year-old. And that was considered creepy a little bit, you know, a little bit weird or something. But, like, they're two years apart. Like, it, I, I don't know where, you know, I don't. What are your thoughts on see, any of that stuff? <laughs> see, to me, the thing is. It's weird when you pick an arbitrary line. I think culture itself is severely problematic in, the, in their lack of willingness to confront these issues head on. And I also think that instead of having a rational discussion about it, a lot of people, it's sort of like circumcision, you know? Oh yeah, let me brutally chop off a piece of my kid's dick skin because it follows my tradition. Uh, what's the difference between that and let me brutally scald my, my daughter's clit in the Middle East? Why is that considered barbaric and this isn't? Well, they're both terrible, you know? They're both awful, but one of them has... Uh, all the the trappings of of like modern tradition, and so it's okay to be okay with that. It's okay to do that. It's sort of like where people aren't willing to take a stand because culture. People aren't willing to take a stand because group. People aren't willing to take a stand because ideas aren't important. What's important is that my daddy did it, or like shit is 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 established in my church or you know a variety of other things there's no room for discussion there's no room for reform 
there's no room for maturity. So when science finds out that your brain isn't fully formed at that point, and literally the center of your brain that's used for logical reasoning isn't there yet, um, then maybe you should like use that as the rubric. And like people aren't willing to say that because then it's like, well, X, Y, and Z person aren't in that environment or that bracket. So I'm going to use X, Y, and Z person as a conversational and uh, philosophical cudgel to slam you with until you accept that there's nothing wrong with them, so there's nothing wrong with it. And it's, it's, it's very bad faith. There's nothing good about it. It's not, it's not asking questions. It's demanding you accept the answer. And I won't accept the demand, you know? And I think people shouldn't accept the demand. I think if we're talking about, for instance, these age gaps that are very young people with very young people, it's a lot different than uh, a very young person with, like, somebody over 25. But, like, that just jumps balls in and says, adult child sex. Yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, but... uh, go ahead, Tony. Well, yeah, I think there's a lot. There's definitely a line there. Just it's really hard to put a a, a definite marker for it. And I want to push back on the idea like your brain is fully formed at one particular age because it's forming and like our brains are constantly developing. Like that's what new thoughts are. It's just like new the prefrontal just, cortex is what I was talking about. Well, yeah, but like the idea like you're completely like non-operational and then like one day you turn a magical age and you're just for, like like it's this gradual process. I, it's always fun when somebody says magic in response to this subject, too. Like, I'm bringing up some wizard spell and not the brain scans that prove the prefrontal cortex, which is responsible for... I'm not, argue, I'm not arguing with the brain scans. I'm just arguing with the idea that there's, like... Uh, it's a binary choice between, like, your brain is undeveloped and your brain is developed. Like, you, I didn't like, say constantly, brain, And, I'm, I, I mean, obviously, like, you're making a lot of bad... Like, you make better decisions as you get older. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying that, like... I don't like to have, like, that one particular age when it comes to, like, brain scans. That refers to everything. It's, like, this idea that we're not giving kids, like, we're just not letting ki people be people. We're just, like, kind of, like, looking down on them and, like, going, oh, you're 20 years old and like, your brain isn't developed yet. You know, it's like, well, that's not true. There are some really smart 20-year-olds. There are some really dumb ones. There's some really yeah, there's dumb 50-year-olds. Really, there's some child prodigies, too. I don't go down that road because those child prodigies still don't have their prefrontal cortex and still aren't great at full judgment. So I'm going to ask a controversial question, and I want to hear your opinion on this. Is there a difference between a young man having sex with an older woman and a no. young woman having sex with an older man? No. There's no difference. Because I'll tell you what, when I was younger, how the fuck old was I? I was probably 15 years old. I had a 26-year-old girlfriend uh, who would buy me beer and cigarettes and would fuck the shit out of me. And that was, to me, that was the best thing in the fucking world because she'd pick me up, drive me around. She'd fucking buy me cigarettes and give me a blowjob. I thought it was the coolest thing in the goddamn world. Now, was that kind of fucked up? Was there something wrong with her? Probably. I think back about it now, I was like, what 26-year-old woman is going to blow a 15-year-old and buy him cigarettes? But You were groomed. I probably was groomed, man. But as a kid, I thought that shit was tight as fuck. As a kid, you could have thought cocaine was tight as fuck. I I'm did. I, I did a it. lot of cocaine. <laughs> yeah, so maybe as a kid shouldn't be the marker here. Maybe we should wait until people are fully formed prefrontal cortexes adults in order to, like, 
say that it's not weird. It is weird, and I will say this. If my son, when he turns 15, was dating a 26-year-old woman, I'd have a fucking problem with it. I have a fucking problem with it. (laughs) Thaddeus Russell wouldn't, though. He would think that's a beautiful way to express your libertarianism. Well, that's the whole argument with libertarianism and libertinism. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Because Thaddeus Russell fucking sucks. He's he's one of those people who, like, wants to go there, but doesn't want to do anything once he's there, because... It gets him views on his podcast. He's up followers now. Dude, frankly, I will say that he does a lot of other interesting topics. Like, dude, I've been following Thaddeus Russell for a long time. I really like the guy. I don't want to hate Thaddeus Russell. <laughs> okay, but I do. Because <laughs> one of the things he's been doing for a long time is defending pedophilia. Uh. An article... Defending Roman Polanski. Yeah, no, dude, that one's gross. I, I mean, so, I I know some of the uh, I know just know some of the details about Roman Polanski, and I thought that was fucking disgusting. Like, basically, as far as I know, right? Like, her mom is the one that drove her there. Uh, like, so like that was a disgusting element of it. And then it was like they were taking drugs together, I guess. And like, anyways, she was like young and fucked up, and he was like. I, anyways, the whole that, well, you should, that whole thing is disgusting. Well, you should let that inform the rest of his ideas. I wonder uh, which I, which one of his ideas. How does he? Like, how does he defend Roman? Else? How does he defend Roman Polanski? Does he mostly just by other countryism? Yeah. Oh no, other countries say lower. That means it's okay. I mean, okay. I, I mean, there's not necessarily any ideas specifically to towards him. I guess that I couldn't find from someone else. I just he was one of the people that kind of early on when I was becoming a libertarian, I started listening to. So I have like a fondness for Thaddeus Russell. I guess well, there's here's a little the question: How much capital are you willing to? And I'm, I'm not just talking money. I'm talking about your human capital. Are you willing to throw at somebody? who is saying all those things and also saying pedophilia is acceptable versus somebody who's saying those things and not saying pedophilia is acceptable. Why should he get the eyes? Why should he get the attention, the SEO, the whatever, when other people are doing it better, you know, by not supporting pedos? What's fascinating is like, like you just said, the market is accepting it and beyond accepting it, they are, like it's <laughs> his his market has grown, man. His fucking audience has grown. It's exactly of, that. How much of his market is, or audience is really aware of this? Because I, I mean, I'm familiar with him. I'm reading this book. I'm not following him that closely. So any one of them that are on Twitter, any I mean, it was hard to be on Twitter about a month yeah. ago and not hear it. But Tony's not really he on was Twitter. So. Ratio hard. So. Yeah. It, hey, you know, if you're not on Twitter. Feel free to join my Discord until this one gets banned. Uh, there's plenty of discussions of anti pedo stuff, and this was definitely brought up. So, what I think is fascinating too. So, I wanna I wanna kind of deviate the, the conversation just a little. Like, why do you think that it is so widely accepted? Because you and I were talking about this, like with Twitter, how they're arbitrarily enforcing rules and how they were just letting these fucking pedos and maps. That so for the audience, that is a male. Attracted pedophile? What? No. What? No, 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 minor attracted. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, minor attracted person, and then they'll call themselves like uh, 
an N map, like not no a no map. What is no map? Non offending minor attracted person. Yeah, and, but then there's also pro C, which is pro contact. I've never That's even heard that too. shit. That's been around for years. <laughs> Gross. And it's where and it's so there's there's this is this is the thing. Twitter won't take a hard line stance because they'd have to clean house. And if they cleaned house, they would lose eyes and they would stop selling so many ads. And we can't have that. We can't have less users. We have to have a constant user uptick. We can ban everybody associated with Trump and everybody who we can claim is associated with Trump. Um, but we can't ban all these other people because this is a whole new ball of wax with a lot of people adjacent to it. And those people might be sad. So, Jeremiah, I want to push up, push back on that just a tiny bit because um, I think that the pro-Trump people, there's way the fuck more of those people. So I don't know if it's just necessarily all money and all just numbers, right? Because, like, they're accepting this pro-pedophilia, like, dog shit. And then they're attacking the right wing and pro Trumpers that, and truthers that, and that's what I that's what I said. Yeah, yes, I know what you I know what you said, but I said like um, what you said is like they're accepting those no mappers, but they're not accepting them. And I don't think it's necessarily like an eyes or a money thing. I think there's a deeper agenda behind it. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, I, I I don't see. That's a suspicion I have. Yeah, but I don't have anything concrete, so I can't say yes. Okay. Well, we uh, we sometimes speculate on this show. You don't have to say I know this, but you can say I suspect this. Well, and and that's my my suspicion for a long time is that a lot of people involved in elite circles are also involved in pedophilia. Exactly. The Jeffrey, thing, the Jeffrey Epstein thing is a good example because. He was an intelligence asset. It was later revealed that a lot of people in intelligence were using him as a way to basically entrap people. And once you're already there, once your feet are wet, you might as well jump in the pool. You know, like once once you've already been blackmailed and once you've already been in that situation with a 14 year old girl or some shit, which, by the way, Thaddeus Russell would be totally okay with um that sort of thing sort of leads you down that trail to that lifestyle where you're making that choice over and over and it becomes normal. Yeah. See, that's that's kind of where I was going with this. It's like, if you look at that fucking flight log that was on Epstein's fucking plane, that's an extensive list of human beings. And elite, yep. top human beings. Uh, elite, quote-unquote, uh, according to them. And... I feel like this whole entire movement of like, uh, what was that horrible show they put on Netflix? Cuties, like things like cuties, things like all kinds of shit like this. Uh, it's trying to fucking normalize pedophilia. It's trying to get people okay with it because, and simultaneously, they're also trying to, explain away any videos that might come out because they keep talking about deep fakes. Holy shit. Deep fakes are real. Uh, you know what I mean? I feel like they're, we're on the verge of maybe a whole bunch of disclosure. You know what I mean? And they're afraid of it. And so they're trying to soften the blow by simultaneously warning you, Hey, some of these videos could be fake. Hey, maybe they just Photoshop Joe Biden's head on this while he's butt fucking like a two year old. Right. And at the same time, they're also saying, like, hey, pedophilia is not that bad. 
So if it does come out, they're like, well, maybe Joe Biden did butt fuck that two year old. But it's not that bad Here's because my <laughs> this is my problem with the deep fake um, sort of rabbit hole thing. Uh, and this is where like and this is like a, a pretty much a confirmed idea. I just call it a conspiracy theory because uh, it is and it pisses people off when I call it a conspiracy theory. When I say I'm a conspiracy theorist, uh, it, it makes all the right people angry. So I'm going to keep doing that. Um, Same. The, the general vibe that I want people to take away is that these uh, websites, everything, they're all using fact checkers. And these fact checkers are centralized entities beholden to the state, which means that if deepfakes are ever under question, the state will always favor the state. Fuck yes. And, yep. And the deep, and the deep state, uh, the deep fakes will always be used as a way to um, say, well, the things that make us look bad are fake, but these couldn't be deep fakes because of X, Y, and Z. It will always be that narrative uh, when they make deep fakes about the common person because they want to frame them, they want to make them look bad. But like the elites, they'll get away with everything because there's no way you can prove that's true. 100%. They're going to have their experts yeah. ready. They're going to be like, nope, there's no way this video was not doctored, you know, <laughs> or this video was definitely doctored. This was definitely fake. This was an obvious fake. There's no way Joe Biden's dick could get hard. How could he fuck this two-year-old? And sort of like also, it goes back to a piece I wrote about how Facebook is not a private company. I was recently on Magnus Panvidia's show about the, the, the Unity Council about uh, Facebook, Amazon, and Google not being private companies. Um, and what that means. Dude, I've been getting so much pushback on that from libertarians. And it's, to me, if you really hold that notion in your head, you're not worth my time. Right. God well, and, damn. and so there, there's like, there's this element here, which is worth considering, which is that um, Facebook itself employs the Atlantic Council as their fact-checking organization. Uh, the Atlantic Council is in charge of their fact-checkers and basically what that means is that uh, the, the uh, powers that should not be are deciding what information is and isn't allowed on Facebook. The Atlantic Council is a government organization. Facebook is using them to censor information. Facebook that, you know, got its, its, its money uh, that it used to expand to this size from the CIA and from venture capital firms who are deeply affiliated with the military and intelligence industrial complexes. Facebook has mostly ex-government employees and, uh, like, is a database that the government can and does use to fucking track people. That's the reason X-Keyscore works so well. That's the reason Prism works so well, because all these things used things uh, from Facebook. You know, um, Palantir is a rabbit hole on its own. So the whole notion here should be to consider the fact that like uh, w when you're talking about like private companies with these fact checkers, um, they'll be able to say whatever they want. If the state wants to look good, they'll just tell their butt buddies in the Atlantic Council that they need to fucking stick their dick in this narrative and make it spin the way they want. So fucking a Th said, I mean, less and less people believe this every day. And I feel like. Like, they're just losing the ability to persuade people with this kind of strategy. Who's they? 
um, you know, Facebook fact checkers, like like the people, oh, yeah. who, the people who are funded that, rather. Well, so it depends on who you're talking about, because there's, there's Facebook and then there's Facebook. So, like, there's a lot of people on Facebook who are starting to be wise to that, but there's also a lot of people on Facebook who are very happy with the fact that most of the outlets they censor are outlets that they consider big meanie anti-science, etc. because of the COVID booka 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 booka. So basically, uh, the, the, the coronavirus uh, thing has made it so that people can't uh, have normal discussions. Because if they have normal discussions, they'll be called a conspiracy theorist. They'll be compared to <gasps> anti-vaxxers, because you can't have an opinion on vaxxers except that they're awesome without being called one. Uh, so... You can't show even a little bit of like I, I, nothing. Like I was on Facebook today with a stupid friend, and a friend was like showing a whole bunch of like grave markers and said uh, something. It was some stupid meme about like anti-vaxxers, something or other, and then now they're all dead. And somebody was just putting just a little bit of pushback, saying like, you know, these are you know really experimental. We'll see. I even think the guy got the goddamn vaccine, but he was saying, like, we're going to see in five years what really happens because, you know, we don't have a lot of information on this yet. And there was, like, 45 comments under his fucking comment. And people are just like, blah, 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 blah. Like, they, they just attack. It's vicious, dude. And, I, like, I that's why I identify, like, and this gets a lot of people upset, even though uh, I think I'm being perfectly reasonable. This is why I identify as vax neutral um i will take a vaccine if i have read the scientific research on it and if it looks solid i read a lot of scientific research by the way okay just to get on a soapbox here uh get vivaldi or brave um either one of those are not the chrome browser and they will allow you to use chrome extensions so then once you have that once you have those two uh, one of those, it doesn't fucking matter. Although Brave does have Tor integrated now, so you can hit um, Alt-Shift-N and have a Tor connection. So that's nifty. But uh, especially if you want to fuck with people, uh, it's really easy to create alternative accounts through Tor. Just uh, FYI. Um, but the general vibe uh, that you should get, uh, what you should do is try to unlock as much of the scientific research for free as you can. There is a lot of scientific research behind paywalls and shit like that, and all of this generally creates uh, a barrier to entry for people who are interested in science but who don't have Rockefeller money. One of the key ways that science has been, uh, has been turned into an oligarchy is the uh, medical elite have been created by the wealthy. Mm -hmm. So they have no incentive to uh, do anything other than uh, support the elite narrative. They want to slob the knob enough that their hospital can get more funding. So they'll dole out prescriptions unnecessarily. They'll uh, give statins to people who don't have heart problems. They'll, uh, they'll give ADHD pills to people for their depression things like that, like, they'll fucking pump them out. They're the reason that the opioid epidemic happened, is rich people who want more money. Um, that's the reason when people got all fucking, you know, dick-twisted over Martin Shkreli, they were mostly hypocrites and massive fucking losers. Because, uh, yeah, he does suck. 
So does everyone you know, you pissant. Um, he was so, just vocal, and he made himself a big target. Yeah, but like Fauci lied in front of everybody, and then he later admitted to lying. Um, and but it's okay because the doctors needed the PPE. So we didn't tell you that you could have made a homemade mask that we now say is fine everywhere because we care. We didn't want to exacerbate an existing pandemic. I'm not a liar. That evil Rand Paul, he's the liar. Um, they're cunts. They're massive fucking cunts. So what I'm, what I mean to say here is cause I'm off on like a huge tangent the medical establishment is corrupt, and one of the reasons it's corrupt is because of wealthy and powerful influence. Fuck them. Yeah. Uh, so, in order to fuck them, get a browser like Vivaldi or Brave, and get uh, unpaywall. Get ad blockers. Uh, I use both Adblock Plus and UBlock Origin at the same time. Uh, get both of those. Uh, in order, in order to access most news articles. Then, if the news article references a study, which <laughs> most of them don't, nope. most of them don't give a shit, it's sort of like, you know, Thaddeus Russell talking about all those studies, but not citing just a single say, one. Sources say. Yeah, you know, I, I have a tweet about that that I posted in, like, February. It's like, um, studies show your dick in my mouth. Um, though, so... <laughs> Get the unpaid. Your dick wall. in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, my dick in your, your whatever fucking thing. <laughs> I'll I'll post it somewhere. Um, but the idea is, yeah, the, get those, and also get the SciHub extension, and LibGen. Both of those, like, use LibGen. Both of those will give you access to scientific research for free. Okay, we definitely going to talk after this because I need to, I need to do this shit. I'm way behind yeah. in this tech, tech shit. And I, and because of that, I can access basically whatever papers I want, including the ones that, like Fauci wrote about how you can get the 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 AIDS from being near gay people. Um, Dude, and see, I've talked about this on the podcast. Uh, I probably referenced this referenced this in a couple episodes. I basically like my stepdad. Um, was a gay man. He was basically my stepdad. My mom was in love with this guy. He lived with us. She was trying to fuck him. He wasn't going to fuck her because she didn't have a dick and a nice butt. Um, but he was like my stepdad. And, he, and I grew yeah. up with him as a kid. And uh, he supposedly had AIDS. And he had a boyfriend that died from AIDS. And um, he wasn't sick, dude. He was healthy. He was fit. He was ripped. He was a handsome guy, a uh, young black dude. And he didn't get sick until he started taking AZT. He started taking AZT, and it fucking killed him, dude. Within, a, within like, a year, he was in a fucking wheelchair, and, like, his hair was falling out and shit, and then he was just dead. And I fucking 100% blame that shit on Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci killed my dad. Not my blood dad, yeah. but, yeah. Yeah. Well, so first off, sorry to hear that. And second off, um, that's the kind of thing you can see. You can also, of course, look up articles on prefrontal cortex development. Um, and you can look up basically whatever you want. And what I would what I would recommend you doing 
is uh, reading articles uh, on whatever vaccine. This is not just you guys, but uh, your audience. Read whatever articles on whatever vaccine you can. Because, by the way, I'm picking paint out of my nails. That's the... the, the <laughs> That's all good, man. <laughs> um, the, the, the general thing you should do is read, like, multiple papers on each vax. And if they don't have multiple papers, uh, tell people to go fuck themselves when they tell you to take it. Um, so I recommend that. Each vax, each individual vax, because they're all different, and because all these corporations with government money... Um, that are also not private companies, uh, they uh, took that government money and ran, and they all did that after like competing for the, the the vax industry, which is huge, and like governments are buying them, people are buying them, it's buying, they're billionaires, you know, at this point, collectively, uh, individually, they're they're fucking huge. Because they, they get huge amounts of money from the industry that they have created. And I don't trust them to not, you know, fuck people over. Especially with things like Bill Gates and his bullshit where he says, you know, oh, well, you know, we've got all these diseases and problems and shit. And we can, re and we can like, you know, look at the population as one of the key problems. And we can fix that with some vaccines or some shit like that. And it's like, <laughs> nice putting a, a fucking a pin in it. Uh, people don't remember the Georgia Guidestones very much, but I remind them very frequently of the fact that one of the planks of the Georgia Guidestones is to uh, reduce the human population to 500 million in perpetual harmony with Earth, with nature or something like that. And it's fucking hilarious how many people don't know that that exists as an installation. And... Uh, how many more people who do uh, think that, like, b even though it's an installation somewhere, the elites don't actually believe this. Uh, they don't actually believe this. They don't believe any of this stuff. It's just there to be pretty. They, did, they didn't believe it when the World Economic Forum said that you'll own nothing and like it. That was a thought exercise. People are so fucking stupid, man. I hate it. Can you tell me a little bit more about the Georgia Guidestones? Because, like, I've been new to this conspiracy theory stuff, like, maybe maybe two years. So I'm I'm playing catch-up. I keep hearing about the Georgia Guidestones. I hear people saying that they want, what what's the optimal number they want? Like, 8 million 500 people? 500 million. 500 million. Okay. Tell me, who made the Georgia Guidestones? Do you know? And, or what's the background info that you know about? Nobody actually fully knows who made it. It was, like, dropped and then just there. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up a link here uh, because I don't remember all of the inscriptions by heart. But um, maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. That's the first thing up. Do you know where they got that number from? No. That just seems pretty arbitrary. It is. Also... Kind of like 18? Am I right? Am I right, Thaddeus? Yeah, right? Um, <laughs> Sorry. More like, more like 14, because he was defending <laughs> a 13-year-old fucking, so... Um, and, of course, he, he regularly talks about adult child sex, which makes it sort of obvious that he's not just talking about post-pubescence, which is another defense pedo-apologists use. Oh, pedophilia is pre-pubescent children we're not about pre-pubescent it's very stupid and incredibly creepy it's no 
it, it's it's a fevophilia and hevophilia and shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, two, God, and this is the, the 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 next best part. This is all fucking uto- dystopian as hell, like anti-utopian as hell. Guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Yeah, what the fuck does that mean? That means they get to choose who you fuck. Yeah, well, they get to choose if you fuck. If you fuck, who you fuck, how you produce, who you produce with. Yeah. It's fucked up. And that's one of the reasons that they hate the family so much. That's one of the reasons that they had to break up the extended family unit, because if the capitalist structure is what's supporting you and not, like, your extended family, then you have to have two parents working two jobs and those two parents working two jobs have to drop your kid in front of a device. And that kid dropped in front of that device has to learn from, you know, PBS and whatever pop star that Hollywood shits in front of them. Oh, that has to be the way it works. I've been having um, these conversations lately, too, man, where they're like how feminists like defended hardcore, like being able to have a job and stuff. And I think that's great that women should be able to have a job and be able to work. But you have to look at like Gloria Steinem, who was like the premier feminist that brought all this like women need to be in the workplace like having children and serving your husband is literal slavery and all this crazy bullshit she was a fucking cia agent first of all and second of all like are you happier now yeah right. you know what i mean and now we have to fish needs a bicycle yeah i hate you dad yeah well dude and now we have to have a two-parent fucking family working because that's just what that's just what the world has evolved into now. And now, like, god damn, it sucks, man. <laughs> it fucking sucks. Well, and it was just to w- turn women into tax cattle, first of all, and then secondly, destroy the fucking family and destroy how many kids you were going to have. Well, yeah. And, like, the worst part of... So, the reason I brought all of that up is because that's that's, like, exactly it. They want people to be miserable, and they want people to not rely on their families, their neighbors. They want it all as centralized as possible because they're managing a globalist hegemony. That's that's what they're doing. They're managing a globalist hegemony. And, and they need they you actually, dependent. Yeah, well, and, and they, need, they need you to put it away from you. They need your support structure to be elsewhere. Uh, because then, uh, when 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 your um, when your mother and father have been out working all day, you're gonna go to that device and you're gonna get their carefully curated information, which tells you to be a slave, and that makes it very much easier to accept the you know agenda of the slavers. Well, um, dude, if you look at you, Elmo you right now, enemy educate your children. Yeah, dude, I mean, I love that quote. It's from a very conservative Republican guy, so like I don't necessarily endorse the rest of what this guy has to say, but there's this wonderful quote. I can't even remember who it was. He said, "Don't let your kids be brought up by the Romans and expect what the fuck does he say?" And uh and like be don't let your kids be raised by Romans. And then uh, be surprised when they want to serve Caesar or something like that. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's fucking true, man. Because like we're in the fucking we're in the Roman Empire right now, and our kids are being trained to serve Caesar. And like I'm looking at like Elmo, Elmo. Like if you watch some of his fucking clips, like I'll send you a clip if you want to hear. It. It's like Elmo is asking, "What's the Great Reset?" 
You know, it's talking about Elmo's in the fucking Great Reset. And Elmo's telling yeah. everybody to get their shot. Tell your parents yeah. to get their coronavirus vaccine. You're like, fuck you, Elmo. <laughs> and Dude, so, and, unite, unite humanity with a living new language. Yeah. Is this Esperanza? Is that what we're talking about? Or I mean, that's what they wanted for a minute. And then I don't think that shit was going to catch on. The living new language has been being built and used for a long time. It's called Newspeak. Oh, yeah. Okay. The effect effect is to get people to accept all these things that would have been considered untrue as true because you said it. It's like... It's like that line in Revelations where it talks about, you know, black will be considered white, good, uh, wrong will be considered right, things like that. It's like, yes, because they have to fundamentally change everything that they've said because they had to have like a wink and a pass at a moral structure before. And now they can just take off the mask and say, none of this matters anymore. Uh, they, they could have a wink and a pass. Immunology and epidemiology are dead now. You're supposed to stay indoors, eat takeout food that you ordered to your house, not interact with friends and family, not fuck, not have fun outside. Don't go to your gym. There might be cough there. Don't go to your school. Don't have coworkers. Don't go to church. Don't have support structures. Don't go to protests unless they're ones we like. All these things are like mounting up to be basically... Uh, don't do anything we don't like uh, because the virus uh, is out there. Um, and we're going to ignore histories and histories telling you to interact with pathogens, to have a strong immune system due to diet and exercise and positive energy coming from good support structures. And leave the house and get your vitamin D from your sunlight and go out and play and eat healthy things. And now you're just eating Taco Bell, being miserable and alone, and occasionally interacting with people over Zoom. Which also very, destroys very your bad. immune system. You know what I mean? Yes. And so, I mean, it's, that's... And so does bullying and, and stress, which I have an article, if anybody's interested, 10 Ways the Government's COVID Response Worsened Your Health. Uh, I can link all the articles that I could talk about. It. I also have one against the WEF and the Great Reset, so I have one of those too, but... Generally, yeah, the government has fucked people's health in the name of maintaining it. Well, see, to me, that was exactly like we actually we just had on uh, Kyle Reese uh, from Blood of the Brave. Are you familiar with him? Uh, we yeah, we're we're Facebook friends. It's a shame he got uh, suspended from Twitter too. Yeah, dude, um, I love the guy. But, really awesome guy. Yeah, good music. Yeah, yeah dude, I hell yeah. People check out his Bandcamp. Yeah, dude, he is uh, his newest album just dropped Friday. Um, cool. And we just had also while I'm shouting people out, sea traffic and the free knots. Just awesome. Uh, tell me about them. Who are those guys? Sea uh, traffic C-traffic, and traffic. Sea traffic is a rapper out of Miami. Uh, the free knots are. Um, uh, I can't remember one of the people right now, but I will remember him at some point. And Andre of I Stack Silver on Twitter. Uh, all solid crew. Hell yeah! Like they're solid. The, the whole so uh i just wanted to bring those people up because i think that uh that if we're bringing up people that should be brought up blooded the brave sea traffic and the free knots to me are examples of good libertarian uh uh rap that's awesome man i'm gonna look into them uh yeah i love truth truth music is my favorite i love that shit so um 
we just had him on and we were having a conversation specifically about this. And it was like, we basically talked about how the government basically told you everything wrong, right? They were, they were doing absolutely everything wrong. And that's what their advice was to you. And that's almost why I'm was more suspicious of their vaccine when it first came out. Cause it was like, if you had been telling me all along, go get fresh air, Go get fucking sunlight. Hey, remember, everyone needs vitamins. Hey, why don't you eat correctly? Hey, why don't you fucking take an extra walk, actually, get a little bit of exercise? Any of these things would help you build up your immune system. Don't hyper-sanitize things. Yeah. You're creating superbugs. But in the meantime, they were telling you to fucking gargle fucking san- hand sanitizer. And, like, you know, it was it was the worst fucking advice possible. So you could tell right off the bat, anyone that was actually paying attention that they did not have your best interests at heart. Right. And so it's like, then they're just like, hang on, just hang on. And then we're going to have this fucking vaccine for you. And this is going to fix everything. And, and now we've seen it, which is funny. And we could have fucking called it. We could have told them a long time ago that this no normal was never coming back. Uh, they're starting the lockdowns again, or they're starting the mask mandates. But you know the fucking lockdowns are coming, right? Um, so just to get to more of these, rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Um, meaning basically control uh, whether or not people are allowed to engage uh, in in their personal culture. Uh, with tempered reason. Um, was this was this a was this a Georgia Guidestone? Yeah, okay, that's, that's that's four, five, and it, you're exactly right. That's their that's their tempered reason. It's not actually ours. They're, yeah, it's, yeah, it's coming from a top down structure. The, those fuckers have no interest in our cultures. They're trying to form their own new one. Um, Protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Yeah, good luck with the other four that you've already said. <laughs> let, let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who gets to like, the court? Well, also, don't you love how it says, let, let them rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court? So it's basically saying that, yeah, you can do what you want, uh, in your in your own borders, but uh, any external disputes have to be gone through a world court, which basically means it's it's a subtle implication that um, that that with those world courts they're going to be slowly phased in. It you can't do the others without that. <laughs> Avoid petty laws and useless officials. That says nothing. I wish, but I mean. Yeah. Balance personal rights with social duties. Social duties. Fuck you. That's my yeah, that's no. that's my response to that. Eat my ass. Prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. That's pretty fake. That sounds like yes. interdimensional shape shifting child molesting demons to me. <laughs> and here's how they wrap it up, the English section. Be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. Hmm. They repeated that. That sounds beautiful. I love it. <laughs> well, it's the authoritarian behind it. It's not necessarily even the sentiments themselves, except for maybe like killing off like 
six and a half billion of us at the beginning, but it's authoritarianism wrapped with a pretty bow. Yeah, <laughs> and then you get to see fucking like murals at the Denver International Airport being painted the fuck over at this point because too many people pointed out that the symbolism basically meant world conflict leading to uh, death and destruction that eventually results in 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 a world controlled from a central point and uh peace being trapped in a box um so then they they realized that too many people were realizing what these murals were saying with the pale horse with light up eyes in the runway and with the uh masonic symbolism everywhere and the tunnels dug under the 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 runways uh which nobody is allowed to know what those are for um but they're totally not for the elites to burrow into the ground and hide when they uh, do their death and rebirth fan fiction. It's totally not for that. No, uh, we're, we're, we're to- just keep building, keep doing everything we say. We're not going to ice y'all. We're not going to make things reset. Wait, shit. We use that word too much. Ah, so yeah, I, and, and, you know, this is the thing, like, this is the reason that I wanted to bring up, uh, cause I, I know you guys like him, but. I do not, uh, Matt Erickson of, of Kingpill, because I wanted to bring up that he's ignoring how much what he's saying does not comport with the Bible. Um, you're not supposed to live by the sword. You're not supposed to work with authority figures. You're not supposed to, uh, you know, grow your wealth hugely so that you can do whatever you want and, and like, do whatever drugs you want to do. You're not supposed to flee to another country where you can live the way you want to. You're supposed to remain stalwart and be an example where you are, you know, <laughs> like that is fascinating. I mean, yeah, I do like Matt Erickson, uh, putting that out there. Good guy. We've had him on. We're going to have him on again. Uh, we're actually, I just bought the book. Uh, what the hell is it? It's the one by, uh, the Machiavellians by, uh, James Burnham. I just picked it up. I'm going to start cracking into that this week. But um, I do see a difference between, like, what the Bible actually says. Because to me, if I'm reading the Bible and I'm following the Bible, and this is where I've come from, this is, like, where this is where I'm coming from, at least for the last, like, four or five years, this no king but Christ, Christian anarchism, voluntarist uh, place where... I do see voting as violence, right? I do see participating in the electoral system at all or getting into government is it's, – it's corrupt and it, and it has nothing to do with Christ, right? And I do see uh, maybe the pursuit of – I don't know. I don't necessarily think that uh, money is the problem. It's the love of money. Uh, so tell me more about what, what do you see as a conflict there? It is easier for a rich man to pass. Sorry, a, a fat man. A camel through the camel, eye of a needle. Camel, yeah, to pass, yeah. To pass through the. Sorry, I, I get, I get, fucking that mixed up with the the, the sting lyrics all the time. <laughs> like all this time is a great song, but he, he he fucked that verse up for me a little bit because it's what I always think of, like a fat man in the eye of the needle. It's actually funnier that way. But anyway, point is that like it's easier for a, a camel to pass through the eye of the needle than it is for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Um, you know, a rich man shall hardly enter the kingdom of heaven. And this was like in the context of, you know, give up all you have and follow me. 
Yeah. Um, well, how do you like, find rich though? Like, I mean, I'm not giving up everything I have. Rich? So, well, at least from the Bible, as far as that I can tell, because uh, I've been, I've actually been doing a couple sermons in church, and I've been reading through Acts, and I'm learning about the early church, and through through the early church, it's talking about how people would literally sell their property and their belongings, and they would give all their money, and they would have like a community. It was basically a fucking commune, like. I'm not saying Jesus was a fucking commie, but kinda, and it was voluntary. You know what I mean? It was kind of like a voluntary, like uh, what's what? Um, co- not covenant community, what, intentional community, right? Take take up your cross and follow me. Follow Christ, yeah. Radical obedience to Christ, and and I'm just putting the materialism this, behind you. Yeah. If you really want to get king pilled, do not listen to Matt Erickson. If you really want to get king pilled, read. Uh, Tolstoy's "The Kingdom of Heaven is Within You." Yeah, Tolstoy is a bad motherfucker. I love, I love Tolstoy. Uh, so what? I, I, I'm going to defend Matt Erickson here a little bit. Like, I find him fucking fascinating. He really broke my brain, actually, man. Like, I, I said that on my podcast because, like, me and Tony have been talking about, like, theoretically, we were talking about how the fuck can libertarians like succeed, even in a small way, right? And we were talking about like practical ways that libertarians could, like, maybe make something happen right and so we were talking about uh the documentary wild country have you seen that no so this was this was in oregon there was this guy his name was osho and he started a cult called the rajnesh niche are you familiar with any of this this was in the 80s in oregon and he came from india what he sounds very Christian, though. Yeah, definitely not Christian. So I can't. I'm not defending this in a in a Christian way, just in a libertarian and maybe strategic way. So I'm watching, and this, actually, not even this part, but just listen. Uh, these guys started basically. They took over a tiny town. I can't remember what it's called in Oregon, where they basically like incorporated this town. And they, like, elected themselves because, like, let's say there was, like, 400 people there. They brought 800, right? So then they could dominate with democracy. And so then they elected themselves, like, I'm the postmaster. I'm the fucking mayor. I'm the sheriff. And they just, like, basically took over a tiny town and had their own little sick cultic utopia. And it obviously ended bad because they were a fucking crazy cult. and You know, but I was like... Why couldn't libertarians do that? Why couldn't we take this little tiny town in the middle of, like, Washington, say, like, in the middle of fucking Washington in a little agricultural rural area and just have our own little tiny Encapistan where, you know... Philadelphia move. What's that? Philadelphia move. What's the Philadelphia move? Philadelphia move uh, is, is relating to the move complex in Philadelphia where the complex was... Uh, designed to be an isolated community where people were allowed to... It was basically like black separatism. And the thing like pissed off neighbors to a, a wide enough extent that eventually the, uh, the cops in the area uh, lit them up with gunfire yeah. for hours. And, and then more and then more until eventually they dropped a satchel of C4 on the ceiling uh, oh, sorry, on the roof, and fucking blew them up because it was right next to a fuel oil tanker that they knew about. And women and children died, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, isolating a whole lot of fucking rebels in one place <laughs> isn't a fucking good idea 
free thought project or not free sorry free state free state project, state project. Free Thought Project is excellent. Yeah, they're badasses, man. I love Free Thought Project. So, and I mean, so this was an idea that we had. Uh, we were just, honestly, we were just passing around ideas. Like, I'd watched that documentary, and I was like, God damn it, libertarians aren't doing shit. We got to do this, you know? And so this was just an idea. And so then I listened to Matt Erickson's, uh, his first episode that I had ever heard was him on uh, Pete Quinona's show. And he just talked basically about people that were just living in a campus town in their head and were not like they were too afraid to really like, I guess, just like really push the envelope into. I see. I, I agree with you where he says it's basically like the non-aggression principle is dead in his fucking in his eyes. Right. He's saying like we have to put that aside sort of and we just have to pursue uh, whatever it by any means necessary, maybe what it takes to get to what we would consider a free society now because he's not king pilled okay i yeah i would say that that's not christ-like i will put that out there that's living by the sword yes it is um but okay here's what i'll say is that i do still find his ideas fascinating i think that he is a good like i think that like, because uh, we were talking earlier, you said that you thought it was bad for libertarianism. I ne- I don't necessarily think that to have a different, like, a big variety of ideas out there. I don't know if, if he ideas? has... I think that some concepts and some ideas of his should be incorporated into libertarian strategy. Because right now, I'm looking at, like, what the mainstream of libertarianism is doing with, like, Dave Smith and the Mises Caucus. And I just, I don't see that, I don't see that working either. If the ideas affiliated with uh, your particular approach are wrong, <laughs> then them being affiliated with libertarians will make libertarians wrong. So if you want, we're already wrong though. We're wrong no, a lot. <laughs> libertarianism, on its own, is a solid idea. Yes, I love the comes, philosophy. It, it started left uh, and then eventually came right. Uh, and both of the approaches are much better uh, in a lack of political context. Both approaches are much better as a way to direct action, oppose the state, put your money and time and energy against the state rather than supporting them, joining them, uh, going along to get along enough that they're not going to fuck with you and you can act like you're free. You're not free. You're just a bitch with money. So, I want to let's um, if we can go on a tangent real fast. What what are the origins like? Because I've heard a little bit. What are what are the origins with like the leftists that like started libertarianism? This started in France, right? Do you have a, a p- p- political libertarianism was originally coined um, by De Jacques, Joseph De Jacques. Uh, he called himself a libertarian to describe basically anarcho communism. It was related to the original term, which was a metaphysical term. Uh, the idea of libertarianism goes back to metaphysical, philosophical ideas that you have free will, that you're not determined by the universe's uh, energies or whatever, that you have, that you basically, you own your own destiny. You can create what fate you want. You know, Jane Connor would be proud. Um, the whole notion of libertarianism is you are the master of your own universe. You create what you want, and you're not beholden to the whims of some sort of outside entity it became political in the sense of resisting state capitalism uh with left anarchists and then eventually 
the state in terms of right anarchists in America, starting with Albert, Albert J. Nock and Rose Wilder Lane and a bunch of people like that. And also, of course, um, starting with left anarchists in America first in the form of people like Lysander Spooner, who was a member of the uh, workers, uh, IWW, I think. I think he was a wobbly. I think he was part of that union, the, the first union to actually create an anarchist A, you know, the uh, 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 thing. Uh, that, that was that. Um, and it was a left anarchist symbol originally. Uh, the, the whole idea of libertarianism started from that slant. And a lot of people, uh, especially people in camps that are very sympathetic to Matt Erickson, uh, would rather you think that the left is all about uh, authoritarianism. They're all about fucking, you know, uh, big government shit. They're never any uh, liberty at all. And also... Well, there's a um, reason why that's such an easy thing to sell, because there is a very big authoritarian left. The, the abolition movement did not start with the right. Yeah. Well, the I think that I was about this earlier. The women's rights and... movement didn't start with the right. Most civil rights movements have not started with the right because the whole point of a civil rights movement is that you're not being regressive. You're not following tradition. So the cultural traditionalists in the right are not going to like that much. So I guess it really talks about, like, I, I mean, I, I guess it really depends on what you uh, consider right and left, which I find fascinating, too. Uh, but progressives, progressives and regressives, the people who want tradition. But there's the different times, though, when the progressives are doing some pretty shitty, terrible things. Is that still considered I mean, the left? I'm just curious. Like, I'm, I'm just asking questions. The authoritarian left exists. Yeah. 100%. I'm not saying the left is always libertarian. libertarian. I'm saying libertarianism originated in the left because traditionally the culture was very rightist. I mean, I a hundred percent agree with up. you. I mean, I mean, cause even, uh, I mean, classical liberals, liberalism, which is considered fucking right wing at this point. I mean, that was classical. That was leftism. That was the original leftism. Yeah. Right. And, and, and Rothbard made great points about this. And uh, like, so did a bunch of other people in this collection of essays that I recommend people read called markets, not capitalism. Uh, also, more of these points were made by Hess and um, and and fucking uh, also Rothbard again in his analysis in Left and Right, which was a political journal that Mises Institute even has on their site. Rothbard made the point that if and caps are to keep the term capitalism, they need to distinguish it from state capitalism. Yeah, but I get called. I, I'm still being called today a communist and also a fascist because. This cunt doesn't understand either concepts on Twitter because I said that because I quoted Rothbard. I'm a communist and a fascist uh, at the same time because people are stupid and they don't under they, 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 they get into these topics. They get into these subjects. They get into these circles, these groups, because they do these things and they get accepted because they feed somebody's ego or because they. Uh, reify a point that they made or because they don't like the person that that person doesn't like or something like that instead of because they understand the philosophy instead of because they're rigorous instead of because they actually mean jack shit to anybody uh, the, the the real truth is that libertarianism has become infiltrated by philosophically bereft people I got I got shouted down during a libertarian party meeting which to be fair, I came in for the purpose of being an asshole. <laughs> uh, 
So I came in to disrupt. I came in to tell them that basically the reason they suck is because philosophy isn't important to them. And then they said, well, you know, we, we'd love to be philosophically sound, but this isn't a philosophy group. This is a political party. And I'm like, that's that's the problem. That's the that's problem. problem. And see, that's why I basically want nothing to do with the LP. And I just find it I find it too bad, basically, that they have the name libertarian attached to it. And what about the Republicans or Democrats? No, I want nothing to fuck to do with it, dude. Nothing so, okay. to fuck to do with it. Matt Erickson disagrees. I know. Wherever there's wherever <laughs> there's political power, you should suck its cock enough that they'll leave you alone. Okay, I don't necessarily agree with everything he has to say, man, but I, I like him, dude, and I think he has some fascinating fucking ideas. I do I find like him intriguing. I do find him, like, I like that, dude, he's he's a fucking bomb thrower just like you. I, I think he's a fucking fascinating cat, dude. I think he's a smart cat, too. The reason I brought this up is because... I think it ties in nicely to the rest of the subject. I think, ultimately, when you're talking about these people and these subjects, uh, libertarians should be much better about not being wrong. And that means being very open about fuck Thaddeus, Press or Thaddeus Russell for saying this thing that was awful about pedophilia, about adult child sex. That's a quote I could make. I could say you know, uh, like, you know, positive things about adult child sex with a Thaddeus Russell pick and a quote next to it. I could make inspiration cards for pedophiles <laughs> with Thaddeus Russell. And and you're laughing at that, but if I also said that I could make inspiration cards for infiltrating Satanists with Matt Erickson, you would probably not laugh. Well, I just, I don't see it. Tell me more about that. Where do you find that? False prophets there you're not supposed to fuck with the words of the bible there's a special place in hell for people who fuck with the words of the bible so ultimately he should stop doing that he should stop saying it's king pilling people to uh tell them things that aren't true about the king's message yeah that feels like i don't know whether or not um i can go down with that though i just feel like that's his take on it and you got a different take and so, I mean, I guess I, my pushback, too, would be, like, I find some really fucking fascinating things about Buddhism and maybe some quotes. Or, like, maybe I could even find some fucking great quotes from Allah. I mean, or not Allah because he didn't say anything. Muhammad or something. If If I am trying to use the words of, like, Muhammad or use the words of, like, you know, someone different to inspire, is that disingenuous? Buddha pill? Maybe. I kind of if are I shave my head, I look like Buddha. But no. <laughs> are you going to call yourself Muhammad pilled? No, I kind of do look Arab though too a little. I'm very maybe, ethnically maybe, ambiguous. I'm just brown. The problem maybe the problem is that instead of having his own ideas and just putting them out there, he wants to use the Bible incorrectly, make libertarians more wrong by making them wrong about what the Bible says, and then use this as a way to put his ideas behind those words rather than just saying them. It sounds a lot more deep when you say that it has biblical backing when it doesn't than when you just say, I have these ideas. Yeah, I, I find that fascinating. I, I, I'm like, I guess we'll have him on again. We'll talk to him. I don't know if he's a Christian or not. Um, I kind of assumed he was. I thought he was an Orthodox uh, Christian. 
I don't. Maybe I don't really is, know. But he's certainly, but he's certainly a wolf in sheep's clothing. If he is, he is a Christian well, in name only because he's ignoring the Bible, and he blocked me on Twitter for quoting it. So, <laughs> well, that's the Bible um, felony right there. I'm pretty sure in the Bible it says, "Thou shall not block someone on Twitter." Uh, but it does say, I know that's a joke, but it does say you can't serve two masters. Yep. It does say you will grow grow to love one and hate the other, or hate the other, uh, hate the one and love the other. It does say you can't serve both God and Mammon, Mammon as well. Yeah. It I feel like that's say, all a personal. Like, it's like not those personal. are really personal judgments, and I don't know what the in Bible the is not personal. Well, I can't judge. I, how, how am I going to sit here and judge, like, on whether or not I think someone's being disingenuous or not? Like, I just have to take people because at this. I can judge their no actions. you don't. You don't have to take people at their word. Well, I have to, I have to judge your actions, but I can't necessarily say, like, whether or not, like, what the intent behind something was, because I'll never know. If the actions are supporting the government, as long as you can have whatever you want, if the actions are... Um, getting an extreme amount of wealth in contravention of biblical precepts, if that's what you're doing, you shouldn't call yourself a Christian and you shouldn't claim the Bible as your backing. I don't take people at their word. I'm an asshole. I'm a cynical pessimist. You don't even have to be that, though. You could just be a Christian and follow the Bible and you wouldn't be doing what he says to do. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't care, like, one way or the other. I mean, he could go and say whatever from whatever, like, whether or not I agree with him or not, it's like, that's the only thing that I, I care, care about. because he's the one getting eyes. It's like that is Russell. I care because he's the one getting eyes. I care because people will still have him on their shows, and that's how these ideas spread, because audiences suddenly look at what he's saying elsewhere and those audiences will take these words at face value. Those audiences will not look deeper into this, which is why he has more followers, which is why Thaddeus has more followers, because it's suddenly okay to think these things, because people aren't calling them wrong, because people aren't willing to call these people wrong. Libertarians and religious people are becoming more wrong. Well, how do you know if anything is truly wrong without going through the thought process? Through, I feel like there are I things that... I went through that, the thought process. Well, you have to, at some level, always just think about, like, okay, like, why is this thing actually wrong so you understand it, so you can pass down that knowledge. I just right. Did. It's interesting. It's interesting. I'm not saying there's no wrong to things. I'm just saying that you have, like, like if something's wrong, then why can't I explore why it's wrong, right? Like, You can explore why it's wrong, but that's not what he's doing. He's just saying, I'm right, and hoping you ignore it. If you don't ignore it, he'll block you. Well, I don't, I don't know. I, I disagree <laughs> with some stuff he said, so, you know, it's... I thought the interview went pretty good, but, um, you know, some stuff I agreed with, some stuff I didn't agree with. I disagree with him, and... That's why he blocked me. Yeah, because he's not willing to have alternative opinions in his uh, in his scope. He's not willing to listen. He's not willing to read the Bible because I gave him Bible verses and he blocked me. Jeremiah, are you a Christian? I'm not, mm. but I know the Bible because I was raised Christian. Yeah, same here. I I, I came was, back to Christ, so I am a current Christian. But I read the Bible three plus times. I know it front to back, literally. And I fucking quoted a lot of verses, and uh, 
this this guy with the Sam Hyde profile picture argued with me for a bit in the thread until Erickson blocked me and then he blocked me around the same time. Mm. And then they did nothing but circle jerk in the blocks. It's fucking hilarious. I, I have zero compunctions with showing a Christian Bible verses. And if they don't like the Bible verses that I'm showing them, they have to ask themselves if they're really Christians or not. Or if they just like the aesthetic and feeling holier than thou. I do find that funny. I was actually having a conversation with my sister earlier today. And we were talking about... I don't even fucking remember what we were talking about. Some bullshit. And her basic assumption is this. That like, the Bible was so long ago... She calls herself a Christian. But she says the Bible was so long ago that it can't really be relevant now. And I was like, so it's either the word of God or it's not. So it's either relevant now or it's not. Don't call yourself a Christian if you say that the Bible was for this time and not for this time. You know, and it's and also don't call yourself a Christian who thinks it's the word of God and also say that you're king pilled while saying things that are against what he says. He if he was <sighs> ever king pilled to begin with, he vomited. So again, I'll play a little bit of devil's advocate. Um what I actually got from he never confirmed to me that he was a Christian or wasn't. Uh, but what I will say, what he was talking about being king pilled, he was talking about um, that that is, in his opinion, I guess uh, the natural in, like inclination of man is to have a king. Like he he said that like no matter what it is, it's like we can even be like we can make Doctor Fauci and Joe Biden are king. Like, the way that we, like, focus on someone and we put reverence, like, and so I think that maybe, I'm playing devil's advocate because I don't know, maybe that's what he's talking about being king-pilled, is, like, realizing who your master is or who you're serving, and, it, like, monarchy is the, like, that is the human default. If that was what it was, he wouldn't be quoting the Bible and saying that it's the actual root of Christian or libertarianism. If he, if he wants, but to I mean, go it is route, though. I can, if if he wants to go that route, then I can say, fine. Libertarianism and the Bible disagree with you. D uh, the real king pill in that case is to say that you can't walk in darkness and light. You can't serve two masters. See, it is. It's a God fascinating thing. So, I mean, man, it's a tough thing because I want to be able to do it because it sounds fucking fascinating. I want to be able to use like because I, this is OK. I'm just going to tell you where I'm coming from. I see like the way the government is run right now. It's like we're playing a game of fucking Monopoly. Right. And they're the bankers and we're the ones getting butt fucked. And there's the rule book, and they've had a tight grip on that rule book. And I want to be able to play the rule book against them. I want to be able to look for the loopholes. The truth and the life. <laughs> the way is narrow. Yes. The way of wickedness is wide. Well, I think that if you, we don't do that on some level, it well, gets see, worse for other people. So that's where the morality of it comes in for me, where mm -hmm. it's like, I think you should. And I think that... Like, Work with politicians? No, no. Well, I mean, I'm not against that, but I'm not for that. See, I'm just Tony. Like, Tony is a minarchist and is not a Christian. FYI, I'm a Christian and an anarchist, so you know where we're coming from. Sorry, go ahead, Tony. Well, yeah, and I would even say like I'm not even like a minarchist. I'm just like I'm an apathetic this or whatever. Like I'm just like whether or not there's a state or not. Like we have to do what we need to do, and for some people, we that's like that. trying to legislate raw milk or something. It's like okay, if that's what you're trying to do. Go for it. I think I think there's probably a lot of 
better ways to do things outside the system for sure. Nobody needs to do that. Jeremiah, what That's do you what do you think about uh, what the LPMC is doing right now? Do you have? Do you? I don't like the Libertarian Party. I agree with you, but tell me what I, are your thoughts you on that? Flag and you have you have a flag in your background with agorist colors. Yep. Do you know what? Do you know what Konkin said about partyarchy and the New Libertarian Manifesto? It was bullshit, man. Yeah, I get it. He called it an attack on libertarian ideas, and he stretched all the way back to the beginning when it was already bought by the Coctopus. Whenever I bring the Coctopus up to Libertarian Party people, they re because they're not interested in having the conversation about the fact I that am. money... Let's talk about it. Oh, right, okay. The money it makes the message. The money makes the message. So if you don't have money coming from a good place, your message will suck ass. Your money coming from the Coctopus, your money coming from already entrenched conservatives and people who support already entrenched conservatives will always make more already entrenched conservatives and never anything else. So I see, uh, I, I'm a devil, devil's advocate player. That's what I do. I, I will say uh, that I see like the little small things that I hear about, at least the LPMC doing, but I think this is just libertarians in general. Like, they're trying to like decriminalize mushrooms in little places or they're trying to decriminalize like different like drug laws or things like that. Like I I can get behind that. I think that's a fantastic thing. What do you, what, what are your suggestions? I guess is like, I guess with agorism, it's just that we do whatever the fuck we want and we just do it under the radar and we just fucking live our life the way we want to. And that is basically it. But okay, here's my response to that. Yeah. Yeah. 500 million. Okay, that's how many people are going to be left after the elites get away with what they want. This isn't time to look for little things. Okay. This is time to either do direct action and live your life how you want in an agoristic way or gaboo Have an igloo, a big luau. Yeah, and I don't think that that one's going to be a winning strategy. So I like the, I like the gray and black. <laughs> yeah see i'm fine with either i'm militant i'm an extremely violent bipolar asshole i'm open with people when i'm working out i'm training to be better at uh hibiscus flower yes and to see, put it in a way that won't get you sent here's the thing i'm fine with that if, when it comes to direct self-defense I, I think you need to make turn yourself into a weapon like i love what you were talking about how you were like because before we even started recording um Jeremiah was talking to us about parkour and he was talking about like the different things that he does for like to learn how to become evasive, how to get away from like the, the police or get away from whoever and uh, how to, how that is better self-defense. Like talk to me, man. I, so the, the reason I brought that up was because uh, you were saying you don't do anything like too insane because you, you have, like, a family to look after. And I said that maybe you should learn this stuff in order to be better at, uh, at ingress and egress in case you need to, like, you know, do some moves in your yard to get uh, to, 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 to get to a better position to defend your family or something. Or if you're ever in a public space, you can defend them there. You know where the walls are and how to use them and shit. Like, parkour is great. But, like, that's the point, you know? I'm I'm learning this not because it's flashy or fun, but because I think it's useful. I watch uh, Storer videos on YouTube, like, religiously, 
you know, I, I know, I know their fucking catchphrases and their bit fucking whistle thing. I know that they, that they praise water as a god because they're constantly drinking it instead of some sort of supplement. Um, you know, I know this because I've watched enough of their videos because I got lured into one of their videos many years ago uh, when it was like uh, Escape from Cops in Hong Kong or something like that. They they would go like in, into into places that they're not allowed regularly because they had cool things to jump off of and to get shots with. And then they would suddenly be in trouble with the police for some reason. So they'd have to get out of there. And they've been arrested. They've been literally front page news in multiple countries' newspapers because they were in jail. Um, you know, that that lulled me, sorry, lured me in. But now I know a significant amount, amount about the technique and I've been pretty much sold and I wanted to learn more and more and more. And I still like occasionally practice it in the surrounding area here. Um, the whole idea of parkour is finding ways to use the environment to your advantage rather than somebody else's. And, you know, but that's the general environment like that, that I'm in. I'm in a city environment. You could use it for rocks too. Like, but the point, the point that I was making is that that's, that's what I think, you know, you want direct action, learn a skill, be a, be, become a better shooter, you know, learn parkour, get physically fit, uh, diet well, don't be a fucking loser. You know, there, there's a lot of stuff that people can do on their own, like direct action, putting their money, not being apathetic, you know, putting their money where they want it to go, putting their effort where they want it to go, putting their eyes where they want them to go, giving the proper people energy and like attention who actually know what they're talking about uh, and giving the proper movements uh, their, their due when they're actually doing things and have been for a long time rather than the people who are going to come in latch on and say this is what it's about now you know sacrifice all your ethics you know join the machine um become an apologist for adult child sex it'll be okay we're ethical we're libertarians maybe i'll get to be one of the 500 million right (laughs) or maybe we could fight with every inch of our lives with every ounce of our breath against the machine that wants to destroy us. So let's talk and solutions, man. To be with that. What so what do you have any white pills in this? Like what what do you see as what's what is uh and we can say that this is for um what do you call that entertainment purposes only. Um this entire podcast is it's all entertainment purposes. Um wh- what are some solutions? Like what what do you mean? How do you take direct action? Like what is what's a responsibly fuck for starters find a partner that you can spend your life with this is actually closer to being real king pills than he does responsibly fuck get a partner that you're okay with spending the rest of your life with and be with them forever um and try to have as many kids as possible so that your ideas like have some sort of counterweight culturally speaking right now People are churned through government schools, government mentalities, and they don't do this. They need to do this more. Have an extended family. Re- reinstate the family home where, you know, grandma is in the other room. 
Uh, stop acting like still living with your parents is a bad thing because that's a state capitalist lie and it's incredibly new. It's not how history worked. It's not how anything has ever worked. But now it has to work that way because they have to get the new fucking uh, Kenmore appliance. Uh, don't do that. Don't succumb to the consumerist disposable mentality. Um, you know, that's another example. Try to reduce your waste. Try to reduce your impact on your own. Be the change you want to see. Um, <laughs> use alternative currencies, cryptocurrencies, um, solid metal, fucking whatever you can to not use the dollar, the petrodollar, which is what the system relies on. Um, encrypt everything. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Don't let anybody see it unless they try really fucking hard. The more of us do this, the closer it reaches critical mass, the easier we will have a time of speaking freely enough to exchange enough ideas that we can get to a better future. Get uncensored. Go to jeremiahharding.com slash LBR, or sorry, L, yeah, LBRY to get my invite to the library blockchain for your videos. Go to jeremiahharding.com slash pocketnet to get an invite to a blockchain-based social network, which also does videos now. Um, these things will get, let, let, let your ideas be permanent. And, and with these permanent ideas, Twitter can't remove them. Facebook can't remove them. If you say something that they don't like, they can't shut you up without doing it permanently. You know? And they're probably not going to do that if enough people are doing it. Be the critical mass. Be strong. Be big. Be scary. Be it in your own environment, not the fucking free state project, or whatever clone wants to be that, or whatever cult, or whatever bullshit. Do that, and be as big a fucking problem for them in as many places as possible as you can. Do it with as much peace at first as possible, so that you get as many people on your side as possible. I'm not crazy. I'm doing all these awesome things. I'm just not doing it with their permission, and I'm not doing it with their blessing. Um, so they're going to come after me, and when they do, you'll see them be violent to an innocent man. Uh, put down the phone cameras if somebody's already recording, uh, and get out something else. Um, be a multiplier against the forces of darkness instead of walking with them. Um, and generally, oppose the structure that's led by people like Epstein and other people who apologize for adult child sex, among other things. Uh, oppose the corruption. Try to reduce its influence in your life. That means putting down things like Pokemon Go, which is a CIA fucking application. I like Pokemon um, Go. That's, that's a vice. CIA. CIA. <laughs> I know it is. You are literally helping them surveil people. Um, do all of these things. Try to do as much without government knowledge and without government approval as possible. And one of the most important things is unity. Try to unite with the whole bottom, not the authoritarian structure. If you are uniting upward in the political compass, you're doing it wrong. Do the entire bottom. Don't unite with the, uh, with, with the power structure, but also don't shit on other people on the bottom. Yeah. Don't look left and right for the enemy. The enemy will always be up. 
hundred percent, hundred percent. We're big bottom unity here. Big bottom unity right. here. Fuck yeah. But the people who are on the side of this sort of mentality that I'm combating against, they would rather talk shit about the cathedral because they're jack offs. But that is that is pointing up. Yeah, no. yeah, it is, man. No, because yes, the cathedral. No, because the <laughs> cathedral, and I made an entire video on this, is a neo-reactionary concept that is anti-left and only anti-left. They are anti-left even if the left is on the bottom. That's the people who created the term cathedral. I don't use it for that reason. And ultimately, the cathedral is not strictly the top. It is also the left. That's what you find if you look at the people who actually made the term and what they said it meant. Okay. So, no. I guess uh, my... I Okay, yeah, I get it. The neo-reactionary guys are definitely on the right. But I do see them criticizing right... Anyways, it doesn't matter. I... I see the cathedral the way that I see it, and maybe I have an incorrect view of it. It's just the corporate elite, the corporate like corporate media, the corporate like throughout the academia, through this, that, and the other. And I am firmly against all of that. So I do it's see not. that as and, being pointed up. And, and that's the reason it's anti-left because they don't like the fact that the term "the state" already existed because the state implied capital before. The state was always used by people who were against state capitalism before, before the right libertarians got to it. Then the right libertarians got to it, and most of them even got it right. Most of them were even willing to admit that the state was working with businesses and shit. Most of them were even... But then the libertarian party got their fucking gropey little grubby tentacles, coctopus bullshit into the rest of shit. And suddenly, we're not allowed to call the state state capitalism. We're not allowed to criticize capitalism at all because the Cato Institute will cry. So, no, that's not the mentality I like. I don't like the mentality that takes that already like milk toast rightism and says that's not right enough. And it's also not authoritarian enough. We need to fundamentally alter the way that the entire structure works so that we're the ones in charge. And then we can maybe have liberty down line somewhere. That's what the cathedral says. Interesting. It says we need to take over the structure, not abolish it. So you're saying that... uh, Are you saying that the right neo-reactionary people, they're trying to call themselves the cathedral? No, they're trying to be the new cathedral. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I get what you're saying. That's the reason it's okay when they bring up authoritarian talking points and when they go against the left even though the left fundamentally was behind libertarianism originally and even though rothbard and a bunch of the original libertarians on the right in america even admitted that suddenly we're not allowed to say that because we're part of the cathedral at that point we're not allowed to even oppose racism or anything like that or we should be helicoptered because the same people are also oftentimes the hot cops. See, the I cops. really did. To me, that that part of the right kind of bugs the shit out of me. Like, I I don't like. Okay, the same way I don't like uh, like tankies talking about going to gulag and we're gonna fucking put you against a wall and shoot you. Like, I also don't fucking dig the helicopter memes. I don't fucking dig the you know the right wing like. Like, cause why are we fucking glorifying Augusta Pinochet? 
He wasn't he a fucking libertarian. He wasn't anything but, that we should respect. He was a goddamn right-wing authoritarian. Here's the thing. Right libertarian. When did he become a fucking, like, hero? Why is that Originally. a thing? Yeah. Originally. Yeah. Because right libertarians funded him. Yeah. Milton Friedman and the Chicago Boys and the Cato Cucks. That's why I don't call those fucks libertarians. I know they call themselves libertarians, but fuck them. Right. Yeah. But a lot of people do. Yes. And that's the point. That's the reason we're tied to those people. That's the reason we're tied to this shit, because nobody's calling them out. Nobody's saying... We should be less wrong. Nobody's willing to make these judgy judgment calls because judgment is bad. Yeah. I judge the fuck out of people. <laughs> I'm an asshole. I don't care. Okay. I, I like Jeremiah. <laughs> I do like, I still do like Thaddeus Russell, even though I guess he's a goddamn fucking pedo apologist. And I still love Matt Why Erickson. I still like him. I, I find him fucking fascinating, dude. I love his podcast. I like uh, the Renegade University and what he's trying to do there. Like, I, th- he's teaching some interesting fucking shit. Like, I've gone through that like um, that philosophical journey with him. I guess like I still have a soft spot in my heart. I guess for him because like he was there when I got red pilled. I guess and like I fucking I've listened to every fucking episode of his stupid podcast. I don't allow myself to like people who are corrupting <laughs> liberty movements. I guess this is where I come from, I guess, because, like, I I have this weird autistic, like, fucking thing in me where I can be, I can watch something and be, and be, and, like, see something, but I don't absorb it all the way. It's like, it's the same way that I watch the news. Like, I can watch some atrocious shit. I can watch, like, this kid got fucking ran over by a car, and I can, I can see it, and I can, like, absorb it. But I, it doesn't like affect me in a weird emotional way, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I like have this like um, this like fly in the wall view of different things, and like I I I like a lot of what Thaddeus Russell does. I think that he's an interesting thinker, a thinker, and I think that he has some really interesting ideas. And I I like what he has to say for the most part. I guess that shit is fucking gross. So I do have an issue with that. So. I, I don't I have no fucking idea. I mean, it's a weird thing for me, too, where, like, I'm not supposed to like fucking Michael Jackson anymore because he's a goddamn piece of shit. But, like, I grew up listening to Michael Jackson, okay. and I fucking love Michael Jackson's music. Let, let me just let me just say something on that. Okay, he please. Acquitted on all charges. That's true. Every single one of them. But, I but come on, I, dude. I believe, I believe in innocent until proven guilty. Okay. Okay. I mean... I don't like the fact that Lincoln suspended habeas corpus. Yeah, like, neither Lincoln do I. was a piece of shit for suspending habeas corpus. Anybody who agrees with me should also understand that they can't levy that same sh- sort of shit that he levied at people at Michael Jackson. Okay. Also, they shut down Michael Jackson while he was speaking out against the government and while he was speaking out against... Uh, the way society treats people and he had anti-drug music he had anti-military and prison industrial complex music did he really he going that's fucking yeah. fascinating i didn't hear about him speaking out against the government because obviously that's not something they would bring up tell me more about it i want to hear that i love michael jackson i'm sorry even though he might be a pedophile i still love michael jackson i'm sorry he's not okay i hope he's not i really hope he's not because i fucking love michael jackson and, and, and let me just be, like, I can sum it up entirely right now 
by just telling people to look up a song called They Don't Really Care About Us. Um, and that song, especially the prison mix, where like he's in a hall full of prisoners and basically starting a riot, that is what he wanted. He wanted freedom. He wanted people to stand up for themselves. He wanted people to no longer be beholden to the evil system. He wanted unity, and he wanted people to stop being destroyed. They put him in a box because of that. Let me give an, a recent example. I'm not going to say who, because I'm waiting to see if they're willing to apologize and retract. Okay. But basically, a group of people uh, tried to label me as a predator because I talk to kids about politics and because I, 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 I don't cut them out of the conversation. That's it. They, they lied about a whole lot of shit. And this was a microcosm. I, I've experienced this before, too. I've been called a predator and predatory with no evidence because they want to destroy people who have the right message, who want people to be less wrong. Huh. Yeah. No, I mean, I totally get that. Because if they can't destroy you one way, they would try to destroy you another. They either tried to destroy you or control you. Yes. Yeah. And they couldn't do either to MJ, so they killed him and labeled him a pedophile. That's do you it. know who these people are? Who like, is it just a mob a or is it? Just, okay. I dislike this guy's channel for a variety of reasons. But look up Razor Fist's coverage of Michael Jackson. Razor Fist. He pretty much, okay. hits, he pretty okay. much hits the nail on the head. I will. Yeah, that's fascinating. Also, he does have good taste in music. I'm going to say those things about him. He has good taste in music. And uh, he defended Michael Jackson from the lies. Both of those things are redeeming qualities I can't say that I support the channel, though, because it's basically just 24-7 boomer posting. But whatever. <laughs> okay. He's very good at that job. That's fucking so. fascinating. I want Michael Jackson to be innocent because, dude, I mean, I got married two years ago to my beautiful wife. And um, we are we were, like, discussing, like, in the wedding reception, we were like, what music are we going to play? And so much of it, I was like, okay, this Michael Jackson song, this Michael Jackson, we can't fucking play Michael Jackson. People will fucking kill you. You can't fucking play Michael Jackson. Like, and it's a fucking thing now. It's like this. And like what you said is like new speak. That's part of new speak. Yeah. Yeah. That's motherfucking new speak right there. You can't play Michael Jackson. He's been, he's been, he's off the board. You're not allowed. He's an untouchable now. Meanwhile, me, the asshole who's okay with being smeared, uh, I promote his music somewhat regularly because there's a lot of good stuff there that speaks truth directly to power. Fucking A. Any thoughts on Cosby? Yeah, that's a fuck fascinating question. What? He, fuck Cosby. No. In fact, okay. don't fuck him. He does not deserve any fuck. <laughs> Dude, have I seen a picture of him? Somebody was saying that, like, prison cured him. Like, because, like, when they were putting his ass in prison, he was pretending to be blind and on a walker. But, like, when they let him out, he was just walking around normal. Is that true? Or is that just internet know. lies? I, 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 I don't believe shit online. I can see him after. You're like, how old is he? Like, what is he? 80-something. No, I, th I think he's yeah, in the yeah. 80s. 
I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, so if you're going, so he yeah. was going into prison in the late seventies, early eighties. Yeah, I think that you'd be limping and going blind, and then you come out and you're gonna feel a lot better. <laughs> but okay, keep. I just Cosby does not deserve a fuck. That is a quote by Jeremiah Harding. He he was convicted. Yeah. Like, Michael Jackson was never once convicted. So, what I find fascinating about that is, like, okay, again, fucked up, wrong, whatever, different era, where they were talking about, like, okay, theoretically, this is what I've fucking heard, is that it was actually consensual sex that he was having with him, that, but they were, like, they were going to his hotel room to do drugs with him, but he wasn't doing drugs, they would just get fucked up, and then he would fuck them. It's it's gross. Yeah, okay, I like the quote fingers. <laughs> yeah. Um I just no. Cosby Cosby's off the table for me. He was actually convicted. Okay. They, they, they can, and and like the fact that he's now acquitted um I don't I don't believe like the thing was overturned. That's what happens when the evidence was there but not good enough that people didn't shut the fuck up about it. Um, and, and, and it's also what happens when um, you have a lot of money and lawyers that will never stop pursuing innocent people who might just want it all to go away. You know? Yeah, I, I mean, I did mean, you look into why he was acquitted? Did you, did you hear why? I didn't. Because I don't care. Well, I'll give you the I, specifics I, real fast. It's like because it, basically it was this: in a civil trial, it was brought like he was he was supposed to answer right, and they they gave him immunity. They told him if you tell us the truth, we are not going to use this to prosecute you. Like we can't, <laughs> we won't do this. And so he's like, okay, well, yeah, I gave her drugs, and then we had sex. Yeah, I got her, like, she was high, I was sober, we were in a hotel room, and I fucked her. And in the civil trial, I don't know if he won or lost the civil trial, I don't remember, but they ended up using that testimony in his criminal case, and he he his lawyer had said, like, look, this is not admissible, because you, you guys told him that he had immunity if he told you guys the truth, and they're like, uh-huh, yeah, go fuck yourself, Bill Cosby, we're sending your ass to prison. So they sent his ass to prison, but then on an appeal, they did, like, go, oh, well, I guess, yeah, that was fucked up, we did tell him that we couldn't use this, it was inadmissible, and so that is why he was acquitted. So he did actually admit to everything that he did, it was just supposed to, you know... Whereas Michael Jackson was always not guilty. It's true. Dude, okay, how old are you, Jeremiah? You're my age-ish, I think. Uh, how how old would you guess? I'm saying 28. Nine. 29, okay. I'm 32, so we're close. Um, do, do you remember the fucking show on, on uh, which I don't think you can even find anymore. I think it was called, like, Finding Neverland. I don't know what it was. But this was this was on, like, Fox... Um, when we were kids and it, it like took us inside of, um, Michael Jackson's house. And it, this was like where you get those quotes where it's like, it's just ignorant. It's ignorant. And you guys just, anyways, like, but I remember sitting there watching it and thinking it was creepy. He's sitting there, but you know what? This could be 
like the media spin on it and them trying to make it as creepy as possible. And like, and I'm, I'm trying to see it through that lens now because like I question everything else the media tells me. So why wouldn't they question this? Right? Like I'm having, honestly, man, like I said, I've been a conspiracy theorist for about two years. So I'm having to relearn everything. I'm having to relearn all my preconceived notions, everything that I take for granted that is true. I'm having to look at it and reexamine it and go like, why do I think that's true? What makes me think that's true, right? But, like, I will say, I watched the fucking video. Michael Jackson sitting there on the couch. There's this boy, and they're sitting there talking, and they're just sitting there holding hands and cuddling and snuggling. And later, that is the boy that came out and said, Michael Jackson diddled me. I don't necessarily know that Michael Jackson didn't diddle that kid, but, but there was every reason, I guess, monetarily, right, for him to say that. Like, I don't know. Why How much else? Jordan Peterson do you listen to? Um, I haven't listened to him in a long time, but like, I like Jordan Peterson. I owned his Twelve Reasons for Life or Twelve Rules for whatever. I don't. I don't dislike Jordan Peterson necessarily. I would advise you look into his uh, his words about physical contact and rough play. Okay, because the idea that we can't have like strong male authority figures or strong male role models in life uh, who are also allowed to roughhouse, etc., without being called terrible things. Yeah. The idea that men going to a park as a single man with their son can be a cop call. That is the culture that this mentality creates. Yeah, I mean, I totally get it, man, because, like, and that's also a weird, like, it's a weird American thing, too, I think, because, like, I remember when I was a young man, I took a missions trip to Africa, and uh, I, like, would make friends with, you know, like, some of the, with some of the local boys and stuff, and they would just grab my hand and hold, we'd hold hands. And, like, some of the older guys, too, like, one of the pastors, like, we just became good friends. And he would just grab my hand and we'd just walk around and hold hands. And so there is this thing where it's, like, that no way in that culture is sexual in any fucking way. That is just companionship. That is just, like, it, like a friendship and intimacy. And it's, it's actually a beautiful thing. Like, it made me uncomfortable at first because I was like, I shouldn't be holding a boy's hand. That's gay. This is sexual, you know, like, that's American culture. American culture, like, sexualizes everything. It makes everything fucking weird and gross. And, like, yes, when it shouldn't be. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, I, okay, again, I'll play, I'll play fucking devil's advocate for Michael Jackson. Maybe he just had, like, a beautiful relationship with that boy, and that's just a fucking sad situation. Because, like, well, what maybe, was the relationship with this boy? Uh, so maybe he had a fucked childhood, yeah, and he tried to be there for other yeah. kids so that they didn't, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I want to believe because, dude, I'm telling you, I love Michael Jackson, I love his fucking music. I want, I wish, I hope that that's true, straight up, yeah. <laughs> and for those boys' sake, for those kids' sake, I hope that that's 100% true. Well, Corey yeah. Feldman seems to think so. Yeah, that's true, man. I mean, Corey Feldman was pointing the fucking finger at everyone else, but he was very fucking staunch to say no with Michael Jackson. That didn't happen. You know who else says that, too, was, uh, um, what's his name? The guy from Home Alone. Um, Macaulay Yeah, Culkin. Macaulay Culkin says that, like, they were just 
good fucking friends, and there was never anything out of line. So, I mean, that's fascinating. Take them for what they say, right? But they, yeah, they said there was absolutely nothing untoward. I mean, I think there's a process that goes on where you try to turn people or keep people in childlike states forever. And I think a lot of what we're talking about is, uh, I don't know whether to buy product or side effect of that culture, but if you're a child, you're a consumer. You can't do things on your own. You can't be self-reliant. So this is, if you have any kind of control or want control, you want to create childlike adults. And you can see that all over a culture. Yeah. So it's like Michael Jackson's the perfect example because when you're five, he's like the coolest person in the world. But if you're 30, you're like... He still is pretty fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But if you start walking down... Like if you had to be like on a bus next to him or something. Yeah, I mean, he was like a darkly... uh, disturbed person, man. And we don't know the, like the trauma that he endured. And I, what do you think that he was like, I mean, this is all speculation, right? But like, they were saying that like his father may have actually had him chemically castrated to keep his voice. Like, uh, I don't know that for sure, but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised either. It seems like that Joe Jackson, that was his dad, right? Was a real piece of shit. Good manager though. (laughs) Yeah. I guess. Hell's a manager. Ugh. Well, man, I think so the, we covered everything, huh? Yeah. Yeah, the point is we should try to be less wrong. Okay. Right. I like it, man, and I liked I liked hearing your solutions and your different ideas. Um, Jeremiah, I loved having you on, man. We're going to have to have you on again. And uh, thanks, dude. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Yeah, would be happy to. Anytime somebody wants me to make their audiences sad, feel free. (laughs) Or glad. (laughs) You might have just saved everybody. People might be able to listen to Michael Jackson again. That's a beautiful thing that you just did, Jeremiah. Well, if you do, I would recommend starting with Morphine. It's a song against uh, drug abuse. And it um, takes the perspective of people and communities and etc. who are like afflicted with these sorts of things. And what leads to the mentality, the voices in your head telling you that you need to do it or you're a piece of shit, that you won't be a piece of shit when you're in morphine land, you know? Yeah. Wow. You're my... industrial music, too. So if you like Skinny Puppy, Rammstein, Nine Inch Nails, you'll actually like the way this sounds. Huh. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out after this. Is there any last things you want to plug? Do you want to tell people where to find your articles or anything that you're working on again? I have multiple articles on the uh, COVID situation on agorisnexus.com, uh, which, by the way, I hope this cast is going on the blockchain because it might be gone for what some of the stuff that I said. Um, but it's it, it's it's on there. Uh, I've also got a YouTube channel uh, slash Jeremiah Talks, which is automatically backed up to Insanity is Free on uh, Library Blockchain, also available in Odyssey. Um, you know... I'm pretty much everywhere. I have a Discord server. You got to DM me for an invite because I'm not gonna open it up and have it raided. Um, there's a lot of stuff. Basically, if you're in a place, I'm probably there too, making it worse for a worse day every day. Follow me. <laughs> All right, Hell of a plug, it. man. Hell of a plug. <laughs> All right, brother. Thanks again. Thank you. All right. Take care.